Yeah. Chomp two. Ninth wonder. Yeah. Let me talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Sun is beaming down, I'm wrapped up in the light May never be fulfilled, cause with the meal comes the appetite Vanna White, I make a fortune, y'all just tapping on the screen She asking me if I'm a player, about a draft on the team I gather steam from my shattered dreams and let it propel me I got the juice like Martinelli, my success has been stealthy Under the radar, stay out the graveyard, my mama prays hard I was in Brazil and women treated me like Neymar Rockstar, Sammy Hagar, good neighbor like State Farm So people go to war for me like Braveheart I told the pilot, keep the plane part. we out celebrating My shows are spirit and just like that, we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. The latest ProLine offers are here. You can earn up to $50 in tokens until November 13th. Spend an amount of $25 or more on a single ProLine or stadium bet wager at ProLineStadium.com from October 31st all the way till November 13th and receive a $10 token that can be used on ProLine, hockey, or basketball winning margins. A total of $10 tokens can be earned during the promotion period. That's $50 in ProLine, hockey, or basketball winning margins. Free play. Tokens must be used by November 30th. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. Look at us right now in the basement, High Button Sports Studio. You got to love waking up and being able to talk into a microphone and have people on the other end listen i don't think there's a, a bigger privilege in the world to have uh, people take time out of their day to have a little escape from whatever they're uh, to whatever they're doing i remember back in the day when um podcasts were my escape they still are every now and then don't get me wrong i love a, a good old uh a good podcast to listen to 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 kill some time but to have the privilege to have people listen uh to this you know it, it's pretty cool um it's funny you bring, not you, I brought it up, but back in the day when you used to work those jobs and you just want to kill time, whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours, whether it's the whole day, you're just listening to back to back to back to back to back to back podcast, just pretending you're doing work. Don't get me wrong. That was me. I'm not sure. If that's you out there right now and you're on your fourth podcast and it's 10 a.m., God love you because I've been there before. Um, I used to work at uh, the convention center downtown Halifax and we would serve people like uh, you carry drinks around pick up garbage yes sir no thank you you know you know like a like a like a serve like a server is that what you call them a server yeah I'm getting a lot of echo or is that the laptop going the laptop's That's the laptop. running yeah laptop's going loud yeah and the internet's not connected oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I remember I used to uh, do those jobs, and they, they weren't the best because you couldn't listen to the podcast. You have to no, you can't have headphones yeah. in while you're asking people what they want for drinks and all that. I think I might have lasted two, three shifts actually serving food. Um, and I remember back to those those days where you're doing that job, and you're so frustrated. One person could say something, and you're you're you hate them. You know, they they look so happy, and they're there at a convention center. They're there promoting their business. They're there selling something, making money, whatever it is. They just look so happy, and at the time of my life i just wasn't happy you're just stuck in this rut you're serving this asshole shrimp and some champagne and you know there's no thank you nothing like that you're just you know you're, you're not happy you're the help you're, you're the, the help. help sure yeah and this uh a couple of weeks ago we were invited to uh, a breakfast and the breakfast was this morning dr strang uh spoke it was at brightwood golf course over in dartmouth there great facility he never played the course but I, I got to see like the first second hole really nice and uh there was a breakfast there um you know, just for, for, you know, business owners. And uh, it was an auction to uh, make some money for the IWK and Autism Nova Scotia, I think it was. Great event. Awesome. And I remember I used to have to, like, work these events. And working these events, you, you know, this isn't everyone. This is just me as a person, selfishly. I got upset about serving other people food and all that. And you just see these people and they're happy and, you know, you know what it is. And not that the shoe's on the other foot, but... You know, I was at one of these dinners. I was at one of these breakfasts where there's people serving me. And, 
you know, you go to a restaurant and you get served. It is what it is. But this is kind of different where it was a private event, a private breakfast. Dr. Strang was speaking and uh, there was people serving. And, you know, I look around and I see young people doing this job and you you look at them and you just hope that they're not as frustrated as I was, I guess you could say. <laughs> but the shoes on the other foot where now I'm in the room and I am mingling talking with other business owners and back in the day i used to think all these people were assholes when really all these people in these rooms are just people who have solved problems their whole lives and created businesses out of solving these problems and have made a good amount of money uh sitting at the table i didn't know anyone there was seven eight you know nine people one of those round tables and you know different business owners of all walks of life There's only nine people there no at my table oh, okay, i think there was yeah, like there was like yeah. 181 people oh, okay yeah and you didn't know anyone out of the 181 other than Dr. Strang, you know, but okay. you're going to go. It's breakfast. Of course. Yeah. Free. I'm going. Uh, Suit and tie? I just wore this. Okay. I didn't want to, you know, I don't know. I just, I've been in situations where I was the guy who was overdressed and it's not fun. <laughs> so I went with this and I'm, I'm sticking with it and it was great. Uh, yeah. You weren't out of place? Not at all. Good, I good. have no, uh, even if I was overdressed, I wouldn't feel insecure or out of. I, 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 I'm good with who you know. You've I don't, done street interviews. I don't. You can't yeah. Get any more insecure than that? <laughs> I don't know that I walk into social situations extremely confident and cocky. I'm just there's there's no social situation that I can be in and to, that I would feel really mm-hmm. awkward and you know. Hey, I'm Justin. How are you doing? Nice to meet you. How about in sports? We do this, that, that. It's pretty simple stuff. But anyways, the the common trait of all of these people that I was being introduced to, that I was meeting. Um, one, of course, you know, business owners, people that work, they're highly successful at what they do. And two, probably the biggest trait I saw within these conversations were just problem solvers. Even while we were waiting for our food, the topic of conversation was, how did you solve this problem? Yeah, obviously everyone talks about like the interest rate going up and all that. Give an bolt. example, like what problem? You know, like- pe- people would go, uh, how do I say? Like, you know, there was a guy who was uh, working at, colonial honda but he's like the head sales rep i think he said and he's been in the industry for 17 years and i asked him like what are some sales techniques and he goes at this point being in the game for 17 years there's no techniques it's read and react i know the moment someone walks in if they're going to buy or if they're not going to buy if mm. i have to pitch them on a, a free car, what do you call it, a test ride right yeah. a, a test ride yeah. or if i have to offer them a bottle of water to make them feel more comfortable as i talk to them he goes i read body language there is no sales technique anymore of course when you start a job in car sales you got to read a book a sales book you got to know your product you got to know the car inside it out but the guy that's sitting at the table next to me he's been in the business for you know 17 18 years whatever he said and in the proving the problem solving aspect of what he said of what he was talking about was just repetition he's gone through the gauntlet of selling cars and now he knows how to read and react and, and, and sell cars like that it's not even an issue anymore even though he did said cars are, aren't you trying to buy a car? He said cars yeah, are being yeah. tough to sell right now because it's tough to sell. There's, oh, there isn't a lot of cars to sell. Yeah. He said, yeah, there's something like going on ones. with the shortage of yeah. cars. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, really interesting stuff with that guy said that there was another couple sitting across from me that were, uh, that started like a, a real estate company like back in the nineties. And now they, they recently sold it and they talked about how they started it and how they, they met people moving to Nova Scotia from Toronto, similar to today, kind of, but this was back in the nineties. Um, and I don't know, just, just, they just listening to other people talk about their work ethic and their, yeah. the way they organize their business and how they hire people and how they treat people who they hired. And another thing was just how nice everyone was. I, I, I always say this to the day I die, the re the way to get a business, to get people to like you, to get, uh, just, just to get people to, to trust you and your business, whatever it is, is to ask questions. Hence the podcast, like this yeah. podcast goes nowhere unless I'm asking questions. And of yeah. course I could talk for days about a high buttons. Like I love when people go, Justin, what's high button sports? Like mm. I, you know, I get a, Oh man, Jeff, you know, it makes me excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I can relate. You know, it's, it's fun. Like yeah. I just, I love yeah. telling people about, I, sometimes I want to go apply for a job at Subway just so someone will ask me about myself so I can tell them, you know, like <laughs> oh, I just, I love talking about who wouldn't yeah. like, I, yeah, you know, yeah. if you don't love talking about what you do, what are you doing? 
Yeah. You know, if you don't love talking about what and you learning. do. And learning and getting and better. And learning. Right? That's another thing about this breakfast was I was taking yes. everything in. This guy talking about selling cars for 17 years. I could have listened to this guy talk all day. Well, that's what I'm thinking, man. Like, you can take, like, what he was saying about learning to read people and how to. Yes. Such, like, that's something. That's not, like, something specific to cars. That's an idea mm. that you can apply and in your head be like, okay, well, at high button, we do these streams and. Before, we didn't exactly know how to do it, but now we can go in and tackle. And because we've been doing it for two years, like you can kind of go into situations and know how to do them, right? Mm -hmm. Like he said, he's been doing it for 15 years. It's like down to a science. Mm -hmm. And now you can take that same, like what he was saying and kind of apply it to like what you do, mm -hmm. right? It's just an idea more than like a specific thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's good. It's good to know and be there. But it's interesting how you can relate all of these individual stories to what we're doing. A guy has mm -hmm. to read and react of someone coming in to buy a car. He knows whether or not they want a bottle of water or if they want to go test drive. By the moment they walk in, the moment we walk into a rink, we know whether or not the internet's going to be good or if it's going to be bad. Mm -hmm. We just, we, we, we know because we're going through the reps. We know because we're going through the gauntlet of trying to grow a business. And looking back on those days where I was serving these people and just thinking they're assholes, thinking they're rich pricks, thinking they're this, thinking they're that, where I'm totally wrong. Yeah. This morning was kind of a, an eye-opening experience for me, looking back at my younger self going, Justin, you have no idea how far wrong you were about these people that you were serving. And, you know, you wish you could kind of go back to those moments and and be a little bit more polite, be a little bit more intrigued, uh, interactive rather than just taking their glass and walking away. Could have learned. Could oh my learn God. Back then, right? You know, you back did. then, if I could have, some of the people that I could have had the opportunity to meet at that convention center, yeah. you know, billionaires. I remember there was like a couple billionaires that would go in and talk to a group full of people and tell them about their business and how they raised, you know, half a billion dollars to start this tech fund industry. And, yeah. and not that anything of that has to do with our company, but if I just had a little bit more positive attitude going to work, I bet one of those billionaires would have loved to talk to a server randomly coming up to them saying, hey, how did you do this? How did you do that? Because people in their position, they're billionaires because they have patience with other people and they understand people. I'm not saying the billionaire mm. would talk to me, but having that mindset of growing to where he is, someone's imagine me going, hey, Jeff, can I have uh, you know $7 million, please, please, please? You're the billionaire guy. You're going to have an understanding and a read on people, don't you think? Oh, yeah. You're going to know people pretty well because yeah. no one's going to trust you with money. if And they're and they're going to want to talk about it. And, you know, if you're a little older, I think it just comes with age. Like you said, you were a kid doing this. So you're like, oh, whatever. Who cares? But like now, if you were in that situation, like you'd probably be like all over trying to learn from them. Right. So it just comes with age, I think, and like maturity and like realizing like, learning is a good thing they probably want to talk about how they made all that money and you're if you're a good listener you probably want to learn and like oh absolutely you know what i mean like when we had mickey yeah on the podcast and me and you were excited because we were like we just want to pick his brain for like a little bit see how he became like this big success successful businessman and then just like see if you can just like pick up on some of the things he did and apply them to your life right yeah and you could have had a good opportunity to do that a lot yeah <laughs> in theory yeah it's true so but no, it was just oh, wow. it was just really cool to to sit down with uh, some of these people and and hear their stories. And I think a lot of people like my story as well. You know, I, I try not to talk too much about it because you don't want to take too much air in the room. Because you know, in order to not win people over, but in order to show people that you care about them, you need to listen to their stories, which I do care about. You know, from time to time, if you've created something really cool, I I, I admire that because I know how much work it is. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you're sitting there talking about your son's math test like all right what are we doing here <laughs> you kind of get tunnel vision yeah too, right? you get tunnel like yeah. you're, you're thinking about your own thing like you can pick and choose but then eventually you, go, you know yeah yeah and dr strang that was he's a really cool guy he kept bringing up he had a speech during this breakfast and he kept bringing up the montreal canadians and the oh, yeah? the, the toronto maple leafs yeah he's a big hockey guy apparently does he want to come on the pod <laughs> i don't know he kept he kept i i swear to, i swear to you he kept i was in like the the second row and he kept looking at me and the fact that he kept bringing up Montreal and Toronto and the hockey thing, I, I was like, he might know who I am, mm. might not. And he also brought up someone who I know out in East Hans, who uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but he brought him up, who we know kind of well. So he, he might be in the the, the yeah. sports realm here in Nova Scotia. So I don't know if he's listening or if he if anyone knows of Doctor Strang personally. I'd love to have him on, but after I did try to approach him after the breakfast, but everyone just swarmed him. Really? I was just, I'm not sticking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those things. So yeah. you're not the type of guy to stick around to if you don't, you know, well, if you don't 
I I would you know. if no if like if no one was around him I right, I'd yeah. go up hey Doctor Strang Justin Belanger nice to meet you I I do this I do that I'd love to have you on the like it's mm. no but there was like four or five people talking to him and then you have like the lingerers around yeah. the four or five people waiting for their opportunity yeah that's what I mean like you're not a lingerer so like oh, you, didn't, you didn't want to linger on the other side like if you would have gotten to him first after I'm sure you would have loved to talk to him but the more it builds up you're kind of like I'm gonna be the tenth guy he's talking to like that sort of thing yeah yeah. I get it. And what am I going to say at that point? <laughs> you just heard... You like, every, well, you like local hockey? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just he's just saying thank you the whole time. It's everyone just going, thank you for your service, thank you for your service. And, he, and he's going, no problem, no problem, for no problem. Yeah, because like he, he, he helped... Vet? Man, a lot of people... Well, what do you say? Like He guided this province through a pandemic, and a lot of people like what he did. I know there's obviously people that don't like what he did, didn't, excuse me, like what he did, or is doing. But there's two sides to everything. And mm. at, in the crowd I was with, everyone seemed to like him and everyone was shaking his hand. He got a big round of applause when he was done his speech. But I don't know, man. Pavin, he's like, he was talking about people waiting outside his house, like threatening him. And, oh, yeah. Like, I, you got to have a little bit of respect for a guy like that that went through that. Like, it's tough. The pandemic sucked. But having people outside your house, man, that's, and you got a family inside, that's a whole, you, you can't tell me you wouldn't go outside with a bat and try to, you know, <laughs> I would. Imagine people with Jeff outside yeah, your house. Yeah, get, yeah. get Jeff, Tennis racket. get Jeff off the podcast. Get Jeff, <laughs> two, three, six, eight, get, you know, like that, man, I would get, oh. He was making some tough calls. I'll give him, I'll give him that much. And, and yeah. the older he, generation he, he laughed about it, though. Him. Like he had a good sense of humor about it. It was cool. Yeah. Like I didn't, you don't see that through Twitter or through those things mm. on tv on youtube those press announcements you didn't see a sense of humor it was to the point but at this talk he had a little bit of a mm. sense of humor so i don't know it is what it is but yeah if he's listening or if he uh, has any connections to this podcast he gets word of this conversation yeah and he's tall man he's like six really? seven yeah he's big six big. seven man he's tall he could be in the oh. nba if he had some athletic <laughs> ability i'm not joking like he was wow. tall like he, he fitting in he his head might hit the, the roof. What, what about this? Him and Nate Darling doing a little training video brought to you by High Button. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Let's go for it. Let's go. Throw Lindell in there. Friend of the Lindell show. Lindell in there. Get all friend three. Of the, yeah, friend, a couple friends Game of the of show. Game of pig. Something like that. <laughs> See if he can get up there. Get that ball in there. <laughs> but no, yeah, it was, uh, it was a really good uh, eye-opening morning. And you look for mornings like that to mm. try to switch up the routine i was saying to uh my mom this morning i was like you know we i haven't had breakfast and jesus i don't even know the last time i had breakfast like i just wake up have coffee go to work i don't sit down have eggs and do really? that do you uh yeah i try to before work i two pieces of peanut butter toast yogurt and milk i guess you but... work physical labor in the yeah. morning so it's you got to have some fuel in you that's fair you're all you're always up early aren't you though you're yeah i'm a riser I hate waking up early now because the sun isn't up. Like mm. I love in the summer, you wake up at you know six, sometimes five thirty, and the sun's coming up. Ooh! Mm. But now the sun's not up till seven thirty, so I'm sitting there in the dark, no internet, nothing to do the past two days. <laughs> That's a. I should maybe let people know right now on the podcast we're yeah. waiting for Bella Lyant to uh, come over to the house so we can upload this episode so if i do get a call in the middle of the episode just know i am taking it inter- and i'll put yeah. it on speaker so you guys can listen to uh, to what they say so the hopefully... internet's been trying to reconnect to this computer since the minute we started uh, the well yeah recording. i, t- I, turned, oh, it, I turned, it turned it off, off. Oh, okay. it's not I, even working okay. i thought it was just fighting yeah this is one of one of the humbling moments when you're working uh, in our industry right now me and you fe- felt like we had the whole internet like situation figured out we're going into these rinks that are like a hundred years old we're managing to get these high quality streams you're like oh well my internet box is on the left side of the house let me move it to the middle it'll just be an easy fix you know everything will work you move it to the middle and it just dies on you it's like well it kind of makes you realize we don't really know shit at the end of the day we just you know when that guy came over the other day i kind of felt like telling him like look man i probably know more than you about Mm. internet which i probably do but I, th- I think he put it in the wrong area. I guess, man, but... I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Pl- I wish the people at home could see. He literally just moved it 10 feet to the right. Same height off the ground. Same, like, same uh, wood around it. Like, you know, it's not like in a steel box now. Like, it's still out in the open, and it just stopped working for you, right? Yeah, it is what it is. What was I saying? 
Oh, uh, but the breakfast, the first time you've been to a breakfast in a while, oh, yeah. it was good to get out. But I think I covered my point with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, I talked about two sides of the story. Mm-hmm. One, serving the food, being pissed off, and two, receiving the food and being at the table with the people that I wanted to talk to. So I, I, pretty, I pretty much covered it, right? Yeah. No, okay. that was, uh, it's definitely interesting, okay. man. I don't think that'll be the last time that happens for you also, you know? Yeah. And I always make sure whenever someone's taking my plate, I look back and I go, thank you very much. Even if the food was shit, I go, tell the chef that the food was delicious. Thank you. Because <laughs> yeah. you have to, man. You, those, anytime you go to a restaurant, just do this. Just Anytime like you, you go to a restaurant and you have one of those, um, you know these modern restaurants where the kitchen, you can go see it. Okay. It's like kind of see it. Yeah, it's not yeah. like hidden. I, I don't know. There's some restaurants like that. Mm-hmm. Every now and then you go to one. Just go up to the guy. Just go up to the guy who's like sweating and filthy cooking the food. Just be like, hey, man, I just had a burger. It was phenomenal. Thank you. And just watch mm. the smile the guy or girl has on his face. It's cool. Question. It's if you get a hair in your burger, are you plucking it out and continuing on? Or are you sending that back? No, I'm plucking it out and continuing. Yeah. Okay, good. If I'm. I know. It's not, I if I'm. That's the, yeah. split down the middle, man. Oh, for sure. I I know some people that yeah. would go back and yeah, absolutely. You're paying good hard-earned money to uh, have a nice meal, and you got a hair in your food. There would definitely be some people that would be upset about that. My thought process on it is uh, if I'm you know if I'm if I'm not cooking my own food, there's a risk that it's not going to be how I like it prepared. That's that's how I feel that's about it. A good it. way to look at it. Okay, what about this one? If you have a waitress or a waiter that's noticeably bad. Um, you're still obviously going to tip, but are you tipping like less or are you just always going with the standard like 15 to 20 just regardless, just because you're like, well, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'll get over it. Like, you know what I mean? Or are you actually going lower? Here's my thought process on that. I'm glad you brought it up. Mm. The tip, personally, I don't really think, even though I know it's for the server, the waiter, the waitress, in my head, when I tip 15%, I'm giving it to the actual business because i know that there's companies out there that aren't surviving because they don't have any employees because the employees maybe Mm. aren't making enough money because the employees aren't uh, happy whatever it may be so when i'm giving that 15 20 percent whatever it is in my head i think i'm giving it to the actual business so they can stay afloat and they can stay open and they can uh, operate at the full staff capacity Oh, that's so, the way I see so it. So even if the waiter or waitress it's who shit. wasn't good yeah, and shit yeah. sees all the money, you're saying at least it's going to motivate them to stick around and not be like, well, you know, like yeah. screw this job. Like yeah. I'm getting tipped 7% these yeah. days, you know? Okay. That's, that, that's the way, way I see yeah. it. Because I know there's some restaurants around here that have not like, I didn't Vandal Donuts like recently? I shouldn't say that if I don't know for sure. But I don't some, know. Did they go down? I, th- I thought they went. Yeah, because they couldn't get anyone to work. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I don't. I don't know <laughs> for don't sure. Know. But yeah, no. The work ethic post COVID is pretty weak, man. It's pretty weak. They're, I mean, McDonald's is paying twenty twenty five an hour. What's minimum wage? Thirteen seventy five now. Nova Scotia, lowest in Canada, by the way. Nova Scotia is yeah thirteen seventy five. Something is... like that. I think they just bumped it up like a few months ago, a few like twenty five cents, but it's still the lowest. And what's McDonald's paying? 2025 no way yeah because like the like the work ethic post-covid man it's just hard to get hard to get like people to hang around that's why my other job he's like i can come and like come and go do whatever because he just wants me to like don't do be that there. you can hear it in the yeah no way that's crazy yeah so that's low nah man 13 seven. yeah no wonder everyone's like i and here's another thing with this breakfast it was at 8 30 so I'm going over to Dartmouth, and I'm never stuck in traffic. To come to work, I have to walk downstairs and just start working. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder there's some people out there that are not happy sitting in traffic. And the population, Jeff, is only going up. Oh, yeah. It's slowly creeping up. And there is nothing more infuriating than on the highway, first thing in the morning, when you don't have your coffee in you, maybe you even oh, have I one know. coffee, but one coffee isn't enough, Jeff. Oh. And you're trying to merge slowly into the left lane. Just the you're not you're going in mile per hour. Like you're the highway's yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? The highway's yeah. jammed packed. Yeah. I'm not zooming in and Oh yeah. You're just you're, hoping someone's nice enough to let you in. And someone doesn't let you in? Jeff. <laughs> I don't think I would ha- I I, I I was I, it took me like four cars to get in this morning to merge in. I, what do you think I'm trying to do? But I'm, mm. I got to merge, and I don't have my coffee in me. I'm not who I'm not Justin. You know right now. Yeah. I'm I'm Justin. Just waking up, 
get me my coffee, Justin. <laughs> I could picture it, man. I, I felt like I've, stopping, getting out of my car and being knocking on the window. Mother, mother what are you doing? Mother. Why don't you let me in? <laughs> yeah. and, and anyways, the, the, I, to have to deal with that every or Monday to Friday. Oh, yeah. Dude, my mom for the past 10 years has driven from Bedford to Halifax and sat in at least an hour and a half of traffic yeah. each way every she, day, five days a week. She's the real hero. Yeah, like, like it, she, it's a different world, man, than what we know. I only have maybe two or three buddies that are working at an office, though. Everyone else is working from home. Like mm. the, a good amount of my social circle working from home. But then again, I don't really know too many nurses. I don't know too many real estate agents. I don't know too many government employees. Like a lot of my friends are in like the banking industry, the Mm. marketing industry, where you can just kind of get on a computer and do what you have to do. Mm. But it'll be interesting because if you uh, did you see this the other day, the the population of Canada is going to be going up by like four million from today till two thousand twenty-five. We're welcoming over five hundred thousand immigrants to the country. Yeah, from per year from now till 2025 so the population is only going to grow up go does it grow up or go up go go up up. it's both are true um grow up too i I wonder where uh i wonder where those four million will go halifax will definitely get a chunk toronto will probably get a chunk they always do and they're always building out there in uh southern ontario you know probably somewhat west but it'll be interesting well if you look around all you the i learned very little things in school one thing I did learn in economics is if there's cranes in the sky, the economy is climbing. And if you look at all the apartment buildings going up, all the yeah. cranes being built, what do you think that's for? It's to welcome all the immigrants from around the world coming to this country. That's all. That's uh, that's what that is. How is it not? Yeah. And you want to talk about traffic, man. The traffic slowly on the highway will slowly go back from Halifax all the way back to Bedford. Just the more people move yeah. into West Bedford, yeah. it's like that lo- that gridlock we were talking about is just slowly going to move down the highway and get yeah. larger and larger out the back end. Built investing investing into this basement to put a studio here might have been one of the smartest things I've ever done. I think really working from home. I there was a part of me that flirted with having a studio downtown. Oh, yeah. There, the real is still to this day maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But after this morning, I just I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm it affected me that much. Like, really? It shouldn't like I'm, I'm not a mentally weak person, but it really got to me when those four cars just wouldn't let me merge in. Did you go on the bridge? Or you going yeah, I, took, I took the bridge, so bridge. I went down to like Joseph Howe, but I had to get off that ramp. Yeah. But I had to take that roundabout off Dumbrack yeah. to merge onto the, oh, yeah. the highway to go down to Joseph mm. Howe. But off that roundabout coming off Dumbrack, mm. buddy just wouldn't let me in. For like it was four cars. And, and you know, you just, you know, you think, yeah. you think, you think. Yeah. You just think, well, okay, what kind of people are in these four cars? And then I'm trying to get over to the left lane mm-hmm. just to see who these people are. Why aren't you letting me in? But do you let people in yourself? Because sometimes, yes, I, sometimes come on if in. I it's don't a let party. someone in, I'm like, all right, I got to like make up for that. Like I got to let someone in, like, you know, like tit for tat sort of thing. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a people, people behind me probably don't like me because I'll let four cars oh, in. Yeah? I want everyone to join the lane. It's a party. Come on in. Let's go. But to yeah. block an individual out, I don't know. There's something non-Canadian about that Dude. I didn't like. And the honking, people honking in traffic. What do you want people to do? What do you want yeah. people to do? It's gridlock traffic. They can't move. You're hearing people honk. <laughs> what? I, I think you're. I think you're good uh, in Halifax, man. Because if you go to any other city, oh. like you're gonna get that times ten. You go to anywhere in the states down there, those major cities. Yeah. Like imagine Toronto, man. Like times. Oh, man. Uh, like you don't even want to think about that. All right, let's get off this conversation. <laughs> I heard something the other day that uh, made me upset, upset, and it is relating to sport. I, by the way, someone commented on this podcast saying it was like, we got one star, one star review on a, on a iTunes saying that this podcast was the worst podcast they've ever heard. Which, uh, what podcast was it? The high button podcast. No, I mean like which episode? Oh, I, I don't know. It wasn't like a, a oh, certain episode. Like a general, yeah. It was like, this podcast sucks. All they do is talk about podcasting. It's not even about sports. First of all, <laughs> buddy, it's not the high button sports podcast. It's the high button podcast. Get mm. it right. Whoever the fuck you <laughs> Anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. Ruin my day. No, get, but get uh, it's all right. it's I want to talk. I want to talk about something kind of serious here, and it might get some people upset. Hopefully not, because I've heard the the research, I've heard the percentage of this outcome. Junior A, they're thinking about getting rid of visors and going to cages, hockey. Apparently, there was a vote. 90% want to keep the visors. There's a 10% uh, group out there that wants to go to cages or. Uh, um, yeah. What do you call them? The ki- uh, I, I wear one actually. The 
the fishbowl. Oh yeah, yeah. I wear a fishbowl yeah. because my my face is my job. I don't have insurance, mm. so if I get a tooth knocked out, you know, yeah. I'm not paying five. So yeah, I wear the fishbowl and I get some chirps and whatever it is, what it is. I don't even get chirps, but it is what it is. I chirp myself. It's embarrassing, <laughs> but it, like you know, my face is my job. I got to keep my face. It's not funny, Jeff. It's I got it. Embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you chirp yourself. Um, I want to go back to my playing days. There's a thing out there called a badge of honor. A badge of honor can come in any way, shape, or form. If you ever seen Yellowstone, have you seen that show Yellowstone? It's whenever you join this gang, they uh, they they brass you with like a a W. And you're part of the gang. You're part of the Yellowstone gang. You're you're a Yellowstone individual. Whatever you know, um, you know you're a lawyer. You pass a bar. It's a it's a badge mm-hmm. of honor. You're a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know you're uh, you're a teacher, but you want to get your master's in something. Okay, master's badge of honor. A badge of honor for a hockey player is a it's a scar. It's a, it's a knocked out tooth. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know maybe your upper lip. You know it's a little cut and it's dangling a little now. And you're 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 out of hockey. Broken nose. Broken nose. Absolutely. Well said. Mm. And now you're in the real world and you're your suit and tie and you know, you get the haircut, the clean shave, whatever it is, and you're not in hockey anymore, but you still have this little cut here. What is that? What's that little cut there? Oh, back when I played junior hockey, I was going in the corner hard, puck hit me, a little high stick, mm. a little skate to the face, you know, a fan punched me, you know, you know. So whatever it was. Yeah. It's a badge of honor. I have uh, one badge of honor. You can't see it. It's fake teeth. Blah. Maybe it was my like third last game of junior. I got uh, two of my front, not two front, but one front and then the one to the right of it. So two in the front, but to the right, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Fake, knocked out. Two of your front four? Sure, yes. Yeah. And uh, I remember I came off the ice uh, after the game and they said, Justin, no worries. Like Junior hockey, we're insurance. We'll get you in there the next day and we'll get you fixed up. I said, whoa, 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 doc. I haven't had an injury in 20 years of hockey. This is probably going to be my third last game of hockey. Let me walk around for a bit with the tooth knocked out. <laughs> oh, yeah? Badge of honor. I don't have any scars. You know, yeah, I don't have any scar. Uh, no, I have one here. But that was from that was from lacrosse. Yeah, hockey, I think it's just the teeth for a badge of honor. So after that, I let myself walk around for at least a month. Just without the teeth, because I wanted to show people I was a hockey player. Because I guess it was hard to tell if I'm not wearing a tracksuit after a game that that guy's a hockey player. You didn't have the flow? Uh, I had the flow, but in my later junior years, nah. And that month, I remember just being so happy. Just being part of a feeling maybe a little bit more part of a brotherhood. Feeling mm. part of a, 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 a history of hockey players that have gone back. When did hockey start? 1800s and the early 1900s. Ask the people in Windsor. Windsor yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I apologize, <laughs> Windsor. But I felt like I had a little bit of a badge of honor. Now I'm hearing this talk about, you know, they already did it to Junior B, Junior C. Maybe Junior C had to do it this whole time. But now I'm hearing talks about Junior A having to wear full cages and i think about how soft of a society we've turned into it's embarrassing these kids have a small portion of their life to be able to pretend like they're in the nhl they're not going out there and warm up with their helmet off with their flow looking good for the fans they're not even going out there with the chin strap wave and maybe some guys do there's a small portion of these kids' life where they're able to pretend like they are pro hockey players. And it's one of the most special times of your life you will ever get to experience. And they were for me. And oddly enough, being able to wear a visor is one of those experiences. Being able to squeeze a water bottle into mm-hmm. your mouth and not have to worry about the bubble or the cage in front of you. And you, you got to unclip and wipe your face all you got to do with the visor is lift up boom wash you're you're dry you're good to go taking away that to these junior a players you already did it to junior b and now you're thinking about doing it to junior a players when i heard this my my i don't know there was something about me that just there was a piece of me that was lost for these kids because i know how special it is for some of these guys coming up from midget to junior to to put that visor on your helmet to go okay i'm a hockey player 
I got to uh, I, I get to wear a visor and uh, and just represent uh, the great sport of you know high level hockey. I guess you could say mm. it's a really really cool privilege that you get to have, and I hope they don't take it away. I hope that uh, these safety experts, wherever the hell they are, come to grips with. If you take that away, you're you're, you're taking away a part of these kids' uh, fun, imagination, heritage, history. Mm. Same thing, kind of. You're, you're taking away a piece of uh, who an actual hockey player is. And God forbid you do get a a little cut here, a little little come some stitches. You lose a tooth, your lip gets a little cut right there. Maybe you get one over the eyebrow, which would be sick. Just know that it's not a safety precaution. It's a badge of honor. Some of the coolest stories I know to this day are some scars on a guy's arm, some scar on a guy's face. How did that happen? Oh, you got hit into the corner? Oh, how did it happen? Oh, his knob almost like ripped my nose off, but it just got the top of my eye and it was fine. Some of the greatest stories I've heard are coming from junior hockey. And from incidences where they got out, uh, they got out okay with just a little scar. And I hope that those stories continue to uh, to go on from now and for many years to come. And I have friends that do work. I'm not going to shit on minor hockey. I love minor hockey, but I, I do hear stories from the the the. the, the I don't want to offend anyone here. Someone's probably already offended by the junior A thing, but the ten percent. But uh, you just need to let kids make mistakes. Let's just put it that way. You got to be able to grow up somehow, and the only way to grow up, the only way to do anything, is to make mistakes. And if you do that with a parent or a guardian looking over you the whole time, I don't think it would be that fun. If you do a great job, if you do a terrible job, you don't want your dad in the corner or mom in the corner going "great job" or "yeah, shitty job." Let the kid be. Talk to them in the car. Talk to them in the van. Let them figure out their own route in hockey. Because the more and more we're doing these games in minor hockey rinks, the more I'm starting to feel the energy of of parents and things like that. And I know maybe I'm getting old. It's a whole different generation, but you have to let kids make mistakes and you have to let them figure things out for themselves. And with that mentality comes wearing cages in junior A. Let's make sure the kids are safe. Let's make sure they're okay. If my little Johnny gets a little cut on the scar on the chin, he's not going to be able to go to Harvard and get his job as a DHC doctor at the John Hopkins, whatever the hell it is. Let the kids make mistakes. Let them figure it out for themselves and they will be better people from it. One of the best lessons I ever learned in my life was not being chucked out by my, my parents into the real world, but you know, being cut off financially, being said, you have to go out and do your own thing. You have to go out, learn what the real world is, come back, get a couple scars, fall down a cliff, do whatever you have to do to figure out life and know what the real world is, and you're going to be fine. And in the real world, Jeff, you do get scars, you do get cuts, you do get bruises, you do get hurt. And that's exactly what hockey is. It's a perfect metaphor for life. There's a goal. People are trying to stop you to get to that goal. And once you obtain that goal of putting a puck in the net or just achieving a goal in business and life and a relationship, it's the most rewarding feeling ever. And all of that comes with uh, with badge of honor. I might sit in front of you right now with this camera and, you know, look fine. I got a nice, good haircut, nice clean beard, nice shirt, sweater, whatever it is. But in order to maintain all of this, I've had to go through the gauntlet. You've gone through it too. Dudes has gone through it too. Mark's gone through it too. We've gone through the gauntlet of trying to grow a business, whatever it is. But in order to get to this position, you got to get hurt. You got to have a little badge of honor. And uh, I think a junior A cage is ridiculous. Baffling. Baffling. That's uh, well said. You got, you got me going. I was a little upset there. No, you almost made me upset. Me? Yeah. You by, by listening intently? Yes. <laughs> but anyways, that's I'm going to let it be with that. Please don't wear cages in junior A hockey. You're taking away these kids' imagination. Don't, I, don't you kind of still want to be in the NHL? A little. How much fun would it be your McDavid's winger? Oh, best job in the world. I want to be Crosby's winger. I'm not going out there with a bubble. Growing up, those kids in junior A, some of them still have hope. Yeah. Some of them still have hope that they want to go. Yeah. I know. No, I think you made a good point there. And I'm not shitting on college. I understand they have to wear a full cage in college. I get that. But the majority of kids around here want to play for the Mooseheads. They want to go the junior junior route. And that... I played junior A, so maybe it's a little bit more personal to me than the average person. If I played major junior my whole life, maybe I wouldn't care so much about the junior A crop of guys, but I did play junior A, and I know how good that league is. I know how competitive it is, 
and it would just be an embarrassment to the whole league, to the players, if they end up wearing cages. Trash. Okay, I'll leave it at that. I don't disagree, man. I think there's a lot of truth what you said there. It and is it a all, good metaphor. Yeah, it all, anyways, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> what, 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 what else do we have to talk about right now? Well, uh, we could talk we, a little sports, or we could jump into high button stuff, whatever you think. Well, it's a shame right now with the Leafs and the media. Oh, How many games in? Ten. I th- What's well, the record? I think four and six? Four. Let's get the receipts up here, buddy. It's interesting that media, the, the group of people over there in Toronto that, that love to... Have you been watching any of the hockey lately, like, since it started? Well, no, because Toronto month? Toronto just got... Yeah, I have been, but not the West Coast games. Like, Toronto just got back from a West Coast road trip, so oh, I didn't yeah. stay up to watch those games. But the games here in the city, yeah, I uh, I have... 4-4-2 four, four, and two is the Leafs back, and a four-game losing streak. Oh, my God, 10 games in? Here's the thing. <laughs> like, if you're playing in L.A., if you're playing for the L.A. Kings and you're 4-4-2, four, four, and two, Nice. That's great. Let's go. We're, you know, four game losing streak. Okay. Yeah. It sucks. But no one's hitting the panic button. I I was at hockey the other day and people were talking about Murray just being down and out. He had, well, he's he played, hurt, isn't he? Yeah. He played one game. I think. But just like saying, yo, he's done for the season. He's over. Dubas is going to trade him. Like one game. Just, yeah. Oh I mean, I will. I'm a known Leaf hater on this podcast and in real life, but I will say, I mean, it is ridiculous. Like, they're going to be fine. Like, at this point, what matters to them is the playoffs, and that's what should matter. So, I don't blame fans for not fully, like, caring. Not, no. Okay, but, sorry. you know, it is. Sorry, I interrupted you. play team do well. They're a great team. They're going to make the playoffs. Everything's going to be fine with Toronto. There's no yeah. way it doesn't. There's no way Austin Matthews doesn't just... Marner, there's just no way. I'm sorry. They're going to be uh, – and it's not the fans. It's got the media. They're a little nuts, the media. The, all oh, day. Yeah. All day. What time does the overdrive come on at? Four? Oh, yeah. I you love know? overdrive. I'll admit it. Like, four o'clock. I'm not shutting her down. But, you know, I'm, I'm chucking the TV on, maybe putting my sweatpants oh, on. Yeah. I won't lie to you. And I chuck it on every now and then. And, man, they break it down. There's a little <laughs> – I have a little bit of respect for them of how in detail they go and some of the topics they bring up and how they're able to have a conversation. Well, I guess – I guess I have a conversation about nothing most of the time, but these guys, they're they're pretty good at it. They they can break down a Leafs team and bring up the most random thing and That's and kind of have job. a and have a That's conversation a for an hour about yeah. it. They'll talk about uh, like. Tavares making 11 million and how he's the leading scorer <laughs> of the Leafs and how that's a great thing. Where obviously that's true, but they're able to kind of like nitpick it and make it last for yeah. like the, they're they're stating the obvious, but dragging it on for an hour is that does that make sense i guess it's interesting to hear your perspective because you're a big hockey guy and a big sports guy but you never really cared too much about what like watching like some of us do like me and my like me and my uncle will do it the whole when we're at hockey we talk oilers after the game we talk oilers when we're watching the oilers like you know what i mean it's just mm. they just have it in their blood man and people just love the maple leafs yeah that's fair i don't blame i, I don't blame them for loving the leafs man but yeah these guys and those guys on overdrive they they love the Leafs. Yeah. But all those guys, I'm like Noodles played in the NHL. Yep. Uh, McNeil. Or oh, what's his name? O-Dog. O-Dog. Played yeah, in the yeah. NHL. O- he played for the Leafs. For the Leafs. For the Leafs when they were really bad. And then who's the, the third day. guy so there? Um, Jim, Jim, uh, Hayes. Hey, did he play in the yeah, I don't think he did. I think he's just a host. Well, whatever. The two of them, O-Dog and Noodles, they both yeah. played high-level NHL. They, they know the game well. If you played in the NHL, you know the game really well. But... Great players, not even great players, good players. I was an okay player. I wasn't a good player. I wasn't a great player, obviously. But if you're a good player, you know the game within the game, and you're able to talk about the points that they're talking about at ease. I could easily talk about the Leafs if I followed them for Mm -hmm. an hour about literally nothing. But in order to make the average fan at home sitting at 4 o'clock in their sweatpants be interested, it takes skill. It oh, takes yeah. skill. But if you know the game and you know the players, you're, you're able to articulate stories that maybe the average... I don't know, fan would find interesting, but yeah, I'd really, I couldn't care less about what they're talking about because I, I just yeah. know the obvious. Some like, people just like to hear the obvious. It's a game like, but like last night, the Oilers had a big win. Like I'm waking up this morning. I'm reading every article I can find. I'm listening to every podcast. Are you I'm, really I'm watching the post game interviews? I'm seeing what the coach said. I'm seeing the same boring interview. Dry game gave for the 10th like, game in a row. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like once you, once no, you care that much. It's like you can just, it just becomes like a part of your life. Yeah. No, that's completely fine. I just never got that bug. Yeah. 
I love the game within the game. That's kind of my freak of nature thing. Like I love stories behind the scenes. I guess that's why I started yeah. a podcast. But media, buddy. Well, that's the, like I can like we could you and I could watch an Edmonton game, mm-hmm. and I, I that's right. I know everything that happened. You know, that's where I get a little confused about it. Like, okay, I know Minnesota played better than Edmonton last night. Now, what's what? That's where I'm like, okay, now that, what? That's where you close. The that's door. where I'm like, You're okay, good. like I get Move it. Along. But what, what is it that's so intriguing to you about? It's just, I mean, it's like, just hearing other people's opinions. Like, I watch the game and I try to like obviously I do hockey commentary for a living, and like I just want to learn more about the game of hockey. Like, I want to know like why CC made that bad play up the wing. Like, what these guys thought about it. Like, how many turnovers McDavid had. How many. Like times he rushed back, how many hits, how many shots on goals were grade A chances. Just, I'm just like a student of the game. Okay. It's like a hockey coach. I got you. Like you just, I just want to learn. So when I go to do my own commentary, like I can break it down for the grandparents and grandmas at home who like watching on a surface level to watch their kid. It's like, oh, well, I didn't know like there's goal scorers and there's passers and there's playmakers and you know what I mean. It's just, just knowledge. I got you. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm like, one day I could be a, my kid's coach and I won't be like embarrassing myself out there. Like okay. shoot the pucks in deep. Like I want, you know, I just want to know the most about the game. So the more you intake and you watch the guys at the highest level, the more you'll, uh, you'll know and learn. And now I feel like, you know, just pick up on stuff. It's fun. All right. That's cool. You I just, respect that. Yeah. Like you were like, I wasn't a great player when I was a kid. Like you were a great player. Some people just naturally kind of can like read the game and like have skills so, like, I don't know if, like, maybe that killed your desire to really learn more about it, like, now. Because you were just, like, naturally, like, when you were a kid, you are always good. You knew what to do. Like, you like you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, there's probably something to that. Well, yeah, hockey was, I, should, I shouldn't say beat into me. I did it at will. Like, mm-hmm. I, my dad wasn't play hockey player. I just know the, I know the game really well. I know systems. I know how to play it. Simple. Hockey, mm-hmm. hockey's a very simple game. Especially at the NHL level where guys are good and they just fill their lanes and they're responsive they're, yeah they're, they're being responsible defensively it's a very 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 simple game it's because there's like different types of player in hockey right like you know what i mean like yeah. you could like i think like what were you? you you had a good shot but your hands weren't i mean like like what was your you know like you have each player has highs and yeah. lows like and unless you have it all then you're mcdavid <laughs> i just want to correct the statement i said I, I i meant it's a simple game in forms of uh in forms of uh, systems like managing and coaching right. and being a GM, that is very difficult of putting together like a, an NHL Stanley cup champion team. Mm. I, I, that's what I meant. But I, what I meant, sorry, was it's a simple game in, in terms of like the system. Like when you hit the ice, there, you know what to do the entire 60 minutes to play your game. Yeah. It's simple to you. If a coach, if a coach goes out there and says, this is the system we're running, mm. I will most likely know how to do it. Even though I've been 10 years removed from the game, right. I yeah. just know there's no new system, I'm pretty sure, that has been implemented within hockey in the past 10 years that I don't know about. Maybe, yeah, like the, the drop pass on the power play to the guy mm. with speed coming through the neutral oh, zone. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the newest newest thing that I know of that has been implemented into the game of hockey since I've left. On the power play That's when I played system. was just defensemen skated up, wingers either stretch or they come at the same time with speed and you move it right or left and then you gain entry there was never centerman mm. go behind the defenseman defenseman drop it then you enter with speed i think that was one of the most interesting revolutions yeah. in hockey the past 10 yeah, years because it's like what you said it's a lower it's a higher percentage chance that pa- that pass is going to get picked up and it will be a lower percentage chance that all guys will be able to set up in the offensive zone exactly if you give it one guy who has speed on the back end and power and can skate through mm. and they bring it in and then by the time they're in every player is already set up and you just got to dish it off to the open man mm. then that percentage is a lot higher than like the old systems right so but yeah, and like when you watch games, like when we went to the QMJHL Cup, and those are the best kids in Atlanta, Canada. Like you can like the skill level and like what they know is just so cut. Like it's just so much farther ahead mm. than some of the other stuff. So it's like I don't know. It's just interesting to watch. And like if you're a good hockey player, like you know what I mean, you can just pick up on it like right away. Yeah. You're like these, this guy's good. This guy's good at this. This guy's good at this. Yeah. Body language is a lot, is a lot too. Tell yeah. a lot about a guy with body language. When we had Jordan Burke on here, who's running the the JB Hockey School, and he's like, it's all about puck possess, uh, prese- puck, per, what, what am I trying to protection? say? Protection. Puck protection now. 
No, possession. Possession? Puck possession. It's not about dump and chase, mm. battle, grind, get the puck back to the slot and score. It's about puck possession and not losing it. And that's where I think I didn't have that puck possession awareness. I love just going up, dumping it, making sure my winger go, went and got it. I would go high and score. Get to the open Get area. Get to the open area. Yeah. Now, the one thing I struggled with was keeping my puck possession at the blue line when a defenseman pressured me. Not that I had shitty hands. I had mm. okay hands. But it was just so much more easier to dump it. And the coach was always happy when you dumped it. So I never really got benched because mm. Justin was the guy that could always get the red line, dump it in, four-check hard, make a hit, get to the slot, shoot, score. I was always just... I had skill for sure, but when we're at that Q Cup, yeah, puck possession was such a big thing, and these kids had so much confidence whenever there was a little bit of pressure on them at the blue line. And that's, other than the speed, that's yeah. probably the number one thing I noticed from when I played. Well, that's like, like you said, simple game. In my mind, when you say that, it makes me think you were better at playing in the open area rather than like with the puck like you like you knew where to get to 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 in the offensive end to be open and to score mm. opposed to bringing that puck in and cycling it yourself and like holding off guys and you know what i mean yeah so it's like it's two totally separate things and it's two players and it's two things you need on each line yeah. a guy who can maintain the puck and hold it uh and a guy who knows where to get to the open areas and always have the stick on the ice always have like that half a second ahead of the defense and they're both totally different skills but both needed so when i'm watching a hockey game today on the in the nhl on tv like i don't if a goal happens i don't go oh yes crawl you know it's the things that impress me about some of these guys are their their decision making away from the puck you know scoring a goal that's great but that's for the average fan a nice pass that's great but that's for the average fan i love when a winger is somehow able to notice the pressure coming in from a defenseman knowing that his centerman's looping but he's a little late and he is somehow able to delay that puck chip off to that centerman who's a little bit behind and he's able to time it well with a nice break yeah. like, there's nothing sexier to me than that yeah. or, you or, know yeah. just yeah. A, a nice chip you know Sid gets it off his skate to his uh, stick and somehow drops it in between his legs to Getzel who then moves it to the point to yeah. Latang. it's not the actual goal or the assist or the hit it's the plays away from the play that just yeah you know i absolutely love about the game it's or, beautiful or if a, or if a defense pinches in down low and that winger knows exactly where yep. to go to cover and pull up on the back end like i always point that out when i'm commentating especially with these young kids who have like the wherewithal to do it like if they can pull back and take that defensive like positioning and like actually play defense and cover it and like it's like you said it's just it's like beautiful hockey it's yeah. like poetry in motion <laughs> i wish Makar was on the east coast because he's probably the best example of it all Oh, of yeah. a guy who's able just to be patient and somehow always make the right play under pressure. Like, that's probably my favorite player. To, but he's just, he's Colorado. It's tough, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but that's yeah. he, he's a great example. But that's the thing. If you're a parent and you have a kid, you can't say, watch Makar. Now, what are you going to learn from Makar? You can't do what he's doing. Mm. You can try the footwork and, th and stuff like that. But the, the things Makar, same with that Fox in New York, it's mm. God-given. You, you can yeah, only yeah. practice and work so much on the timing and the space and the, the shot and the accuracy and, and and to be able to have that poise on the ice in such big moments too. It's it's so difficult to teach. I don't think it is. I don't. I think you can't teach that. Jordan Burke yeah. said the same thing. He goes, we can only teach skills so much. Yep. You can only say, get to the rink and practice this so much. Another yep. part of it is just, it comes from another part of the universe that we will never understand. Yep. You can't teach some of the things Makar is doing. I'm sorry. I, I point that out two minutes. The goal scorer's touch. Some, pe some players have the goal scorer's touch and some yep. people don't. It's not something you can teach. You can teach IQ you can teach skating you can teach hands but some guys just have a nose for the net and they put it in the back of the net like there's a guy in the armada chris brill showed out the guy's got like 10 goals in eight games he's a rookie and he just like knows exactly where to go on the ice who chris brill i from, think his from, name is from who from the where? armada just okay. like the team i do oh yeah and like you just like you just you know some people have it Matt mackinen another guy who has it like and you just watch these guys play up and they just and nose for the net. You can't teach some of the skills in hockey, but wow, that's high praise for the Armada right there. Well, I mean, it's just what I do. It's what I see. There's some guys, there's a couple guys on the ice who I've seen over the past two years who have it, and a lot more guys don't. So if you've got that scores touch, try to try to embrace oh, that's it. That's wicked. Score as many as you can. How much time are we at right now? Fifty-two. Fifty-two minutes. minutes? Oh man, we got to wrap this up. I still haven't done the intro or a song or like anything. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
Okay, well, once again, thank you very much uh, to everyone listening to the High Button Podcast. We appreciate you. We love you. Uh, we don't, uh, you know, we don't, we don't do anything in this life without you guys listening or supporting. So if you could do us a, a little like, a little comment, a little share next time you're at your cousin's birthday, you know that you hate, maybe just mention to your second brother or whatever that hey, have you heard this High Button Podcast? Next time you're talking to your grandmother, hey, Betty Sue, talk, listen to the High Button Podcast. It's great. Just you know, get word of mouth is really great for this podcast, and obviously the social media stuff like i said the likes the shares the comments um once again thank you to prolinestadium.com we always appreciate our sponsors if you or anyone you know would like to advertise uh with this podcast please feel free to reach out to us at the high button at gmail.com with affordable rates great advertisement reads from yours truly we will get your product your business your name whatever it is out there to our listeners once again that's the high button at gmail.com that's all we got for today all right guys enjoy the rest of your week i'm justin jeff's with me too we are out to peace well, i was so, born yeah. nothing is promised my life is filled with less hope than the prophecies and nostradamus omega marks the ending of predictability birth of agility who will it be to test me and expose the futility i am like a lion from zion stop trying so hard i think i smell your brain cells frying the family's behind you if you're worthy philosophies develop deep in the back streets of dirty jersey troops with scully hats and timberland boots no more break dancing for Niggas hustling shit in the garden state. It grows stink weeds and criminals. Government funds are minimal. A precious subliminal. These days, it's hard for we to find peace of mind. Between insanity and sanity, there lies a thin line. Some dwell in hotels with Jezebels. A stone age and fall a victim to the plague. Unclean bad dreams. Oh, I cleft being a fiend. One last kiss from my sweet serpentine. Eliminate, break, navigate to rejuvenate Thought to suicide with my nickel plate Reconsolation came from my enemy friend Who said family don't bend, we stay silent to the end Now who would think that your best friend Would be your worst enemy and your enemy your best friend Stare into the air, inspiration from the atmosphere I think of old ghosts that ain't even here Like Alex Haley, take notes of this biography My family tree consists of street refugees A ghetto land where we talk slang Stolen cars bang like my chitty bang bang shebang feather head we ain't selling cocaine today so refrain and let my family reign okay just walk in the streets death could take you away it's never guaranteed that you see the next day at night the evil armies of shaitan don't play so defend the family that's the code to obey but if i fall asleep and death takes me away don't be surprised son i wasn't put here to stay at night the evil army of shaitan don't play so the family sticks together and we never betray no cops around, 52,000 in cash, I don't want no saving points Have the money ready, I smell something fishy Your wife's in my custody, once for us move, you find a body in the sea That's the voice of the kid, that's the kidnapper I do my work and then I catch my ticket to Jamaica Meet me in the alley, make sure you bring the money This ain't the 70s, I'm far from a jack My circle, it can't be broken, open cut, don't it provoke it Racket, promote it, token, choking on their words like smoking Cause we soft spoken, doesn't mean that we forgotten Your booty smell rotten, and one day you will be gotten See jokers is scatterbrain, they focus is unrestrained My army is trained, you never find us sleeping in vain Cause I seem fire and I seem rain You claim fame while modest niggas remain I can judge a character like Edo judge a verdict And if you bring a threat, I give you sense if I ain't heard it See poppin' shit's about your attitude and how you word it I seen the biggest niggas on the blocks get murdered And they deserve it Or so the beast said when they served it That shit is nervous So what's my purpose, family? We must preserve it Your numbers retired I hope you like the hell by you You screaming murder She wrote like shocker demons and fly. Just walking the streets, death could take you away It's never guaranteed that you see the next day at night the evil armies of shaitan don't play so defend the family that's the code to obey if i should fall asleep and dead take me away don't be surprised son i wasn't put here to stay at night the evil armies of shaitan don't play so the family stick together and we never betray we used yeah. to jump rope but now we gun hope busting shots off of project rooftop sending signals with the blood smoke I don't talk a lot if you can't hold it in lock if you think lip sync shit imagine four block clips i hold a glass of remy martin getting milk spot the cartons extorting the lightweights for thinking they important the night pays in heavenly ways ain't nothing free guys knowledge in your family and step into your bi you see i stay on top of shit like a fly my niggas reach when we got beef then jet down the south beach your mouthpiece is yapping i hear it in your rap and my family is sick so that bullshit can never yeah. happen just walk in the streets death could take you away it's never guaranteed that you see the next day at night the 
evil army and shaitan don't play So defend the family, that's the code to obey If I should fall asleep and death take me away Don't be surprised son, I wasn't put here to stay At night, the evil armies of shaitan don't play So the family stick together and we never betray Bust your whole head, kid. I swear to God, this is Shannon Bricks. I get paid to knock people out, you know what I'm saying? Yo, walk up, chill. Don't even hold me. Yo, word them up, I, I work your chill, yo. I'm with the Fuji's. What? You know what I'm saying? What? Now this happens to be the one on this body from the Ripper G crew. So you are low, the Ripper G, you live in a drum band in the dance hall session. Cause we don't play with sound flash. Sound boy, get the med back. Any pussy dust, Strumming the plates with our fingers Eliminate sounds with no, our songs Killing a sound boy with this sound Killing a sound boy with this sound Taking sound boy's lives With this dog killing him softly with this sound, you request this.